Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. It's I mean, this is the last show of the year. Last show of 2023, Pete. And we just did our January 1 show. What? That's what it seems like. Oh, it, oh, you mean 2020? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. gone so fast. The year has flown by. And we're already in 2024. I mean, time this drops would be a few days from now, but... Yeah, but we're close. Just... We're close. I don't know. Crazy, crazy year. And then... What are your highlights of the year? What's your... Uh, that's oh. the thing. I've had... So much so happened much. in your life. So we were in... We were in, you know, beginning of the year, I don't know, we were in Italy and Athens, and then we were in Egypt, and we were in Israel, and we were in Rome and Italy again, and France and Spain, and I, I mean... Is there any continent you missed last year? Oh, yeah, Antarctica, we haven't done Australia, that. <laughs> and South America, so you got to work on that. I was telling Christine, we've been on <laughs> six of the seven continents. We ha- The only continent I haven't been on is Antarctica. That's the only continent I haven't been on. And we're going to do that one day. I was going to say, what are you waiting for? <laughs> one day. But I mean, it's, it's, but yeah. Penguins traffic. need to hear the gospel too, Pete. Wait, and, no, that's actually not And then true. my dad passed away this year. So that's, that's right. something that happened. I've been out to California a plethora of times, six times, seven times. Plethora. Did you get a thesaurus <laughs> for Christmas? You know, it's, it's a, it's a word that I've picked up many years ago <laughs> and I've liked it. So I've, I've used it. But yeah, that's been a it's been a busy year. What about you? I mean, you've done a lot. You've yeah. traveled everywhere as well. It's been um yeah, we went I went to Alaska for the first time. That's exciting. That was really cool. Um Yeah, we so went to Alaska go. inspired by you. So that yeah, was nice. I uh I bowled in my first PBA 50 uh, event, national events. So pulled a couple of those in Florida. Um so that was kind of cool. I I got a I got a, I have a seventh grade, which is mind-boggling. But uh, her, Sammy and Crystal got to go to New York a couple times uh, for theater and lots of good stuff. And and next year is going to be, looks like it's just as busy. So Crystal's turning, I can't tell you how old she is, but we're going to celebrate her birthday, <laughs> taking her on a cruise in February. So I actually have two cruises scheduled next year, um, Crystal and I only in February, and then the family the week before school starts. So that'll be fun. And then Sammy turns 13. She wants, uh, I want to say she wants i want to make it a big deal um i had the i want to do the whole promise ring thing and just take her somewhere either do something special you know fancy dinner or take her somewhere special yeah so we're working working out the details on that as well so man it's gonna be a gonna be a great great year oh and i got a cool opportunity speaking of i mean we talked about bowling i get to bowl in a military tournament here in a few weeks that's cool apparently this tournament's been going on for about 10 years didn't know anything about it and I had another veteran come up to me and say, hey, you bowling? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I've got a spot on my team if you want to bowl with us. So I get to bowl a military tournament in uh, kind of the middle of January. Does it help raise funds for veterans not, or something? I'm not sure. I'm hmm. not sure. But only veterans and active duty, retired, yeah. uh, you had to be in the military. So yeah. to be able to bowl it. So yeah. it's going to be fun. And yeah. we're getting, we got some special shirts made up that, that look really, really sharp. And, for your uh, team? Yeah, for my team. Yeah. And they kind of let me design them. And I and I put a verse on the back. Yeah. John, was it fifteen thirteen? There you go. Yeah. You know. Uh, what is that one? It's uh, it's a verse that says, "No love, uh, there's there's no love like uh, a brother laying down his life for for another." So, uh, so yeah. my, that's the perfect verse for for yeah. a military. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the military. So that's that's super cool. Excited about that. Yeah. Next week we're gonna do a show. 
uh, from when we're in Rome and we're going to do a show talking about travel because we travel a lot. And if you guys have heard, we've done travel shows on on here before. And we, yeah. And we talk about why, you know, what, why we travel. Right. And so people need to understand context of where Bob and I's heart is. And, and so both of us, like next year, we'll be in Jamaica next year. We'll be doing that. I'll be in, I'm going to be in all throughout Europe next year. We're going to be, I mean, like we're going to cover like, I don't know, seven, eight countries, 10 countries, um, different times. I'll be in Italy again next year. I'll be in Athens again next year. I'll be all throughout Germany, London, all of those areas. But it's, why do we travel? And, and so we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to kind of give in, you know, we're going to talk about why they should travel to Italy, right? We're going to talk about that, but there's a beast. So there's, there's shows that we've done. If you go back into our shows, archives of why we travel, you'll hear the heart behind it. It's not because, Hey, we want to travel to, you know, you know, please ourselves. We really believe that God tells us to go. And if God opens the opportunity for you to go and travel, but you go with the understanding that we're to glorify God, here we go. And I can tell you story after story of when we travel. And I, we've talked about it on this show a few times of what the opportunities that God has given us to be able to talk to people and to share God's word. We're, before, we never had that opportunity, but God allowed us to be in their presence, to be able to talk to them. You never know where it goes. I still have friends from people years past of traveling that I still talk with today that I've made friends and just encouraged and so forth. So anyway, we talk about travel a lot, but. Yeah. It's kind of there's a reason behind it. Don't think that only oh, these guys are all about themselves in 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 whatever. It's just it's a part of I don't know. It's just weird. The byproduct it's, is you get to see pretty cool yeah, stuff too. Yeah, but I mean, can't deny that that's not the purpose of it. yeah. And honestly, <laughs> excuse my coughing. It's no different than really how we should live every day of our life. That's it. You know. It's no different for me. It's no different than going to work or doing whatever. It's all a platform yep. to glorify God and love people. And and one of the things we'll talk about next week, um, you know, from Rome is the 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 beauty, you know. And I'm telling you, I draw so close to Jesus and his creation and just glorify him and praise him. And you know, it's it's uh, you know, my, when I'm traveling, it's it's a my devotion times increase. My awareness with of the Lord is that I'm constant in prayer and fellowship, you know. And some of it is because there's unknowns and and other things, and you really need the Spirit of God to be there. But it's just like thanking Him for the constant opportunities that are around you. So anyway, well, you know, I, I'm just trying to think. You know how many times we've talked about travel on this show? A lot. We do. We do. But there's there's you know, but we also give context to it. And so I can't wait for you guys to listen to next week's show. But this week's show. You know, it's it's what questions should we ask when we start a new year? So I do this all the time. So at the end of year, I always do a checklist. That's just something that I've done for many, many years. And so kind of like an audit of the previous year. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're doing. And we've done shows in the past couple of years, kind of like this, but this one's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll title this what questions should we ask for a new year? So let's just see what it is. All right, let me open us up in That's prayer good. and we'll get started. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this uh, this Christmas season that's just passed again. I, I don't want to ever forget the reason uh, for Christmas. And Lord, as we go into the new year, is it new beginning? It's an exciting time for many people. And it, it just opens, I just love the idea that there's something new. 
fresh opportunities, Lord. And uh, as we discuss some of that today, I pray that you would just be with the show, be with the words that we speak. Father, I pray that you would uh, bless and lift up uh, our listeners, Father, that they would be drawn closer to you through this conversation. Lord, be with Pete and I as we speak and talk over these these topics. Help us to not speak anything that's untrue. Our go- our hearts are just uh, really in the title of our podcast, Lord. We, we just want a righteous invasion of truth. Um, if we're sharing opinion, we'll tell you it's our opinion. And uh, Lord, we just want to speak truth. We want to lift people up, build people up, but most importantly, point them to you. So we love you. We give you this show now in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, anybody that's listening, I was just thinking as you were praying, is if you want to, if you're um, you want to be a discipler or want to have a discipleship ministry or be discipled, you know, contact Bob and I. We would love to disciple you. We would love to take you through a natural discipleship, a ministry that we're a part of, or just really get you started on having a personal multiplying discipleship ministry. Um, you're going to hear us say this a lot more coming into next year, but reach out to us at theriotpodcast.com. Contact us, go on our social media, The Riot Podcast and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and reach out to us and we will get in contact with you um, and uh, we can get you started on, on a discipleship ministry. What a great reminder. And, yeah. and, and we have something new and exciting. You want to share them about the good oh, news about the right podcast app yeah yeah so coming new uh the january or actually it's going to be it's in the app store now is you can get the riot podcast app and so instead of having to go into the podcast places or whatever you can be able to hear the app hear through the app right there the our audio version and then you also could see our our video version through youtube right on the app um so you could choose which one that you want to uh, listen to us. So yeah. How cool is that? There's yeah. an app for that. Yeah. So the Riot Podcast. So when you go into the app store, look up the Riot Podcast and look for us three characters or cartoon characters. It's going to be Manny, Mo, and Jack. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you'll see us that way. That's anyway. very cool. All right. Let's get going on the show. All right. Even those most faithful to God occasionally need to pause and think about the direction of their lives. It is so easy to bump along from one busy week to another without ever stopping to ponder where we're going and where we should be going. Man, that is so true, Pete. It's so easy. Man, where did this week go? And I think you said it earlier. Where did this year go? It's like, man, I blinked and it was gone. Well, that's the whole daily. It's daily we pick up our cross and follow. It's daily we put on our full armor of God. It's daily we meditate on his truth. If I don't do that regularly, then I immediately miss a lot of everything. And so that we just don't stop and ponder and meditate. And so... At the end of the year, it's even more greater because, you know, this is a reminder to say, all right, let's start new. Let's start fresh. Let's see what we've done right and what we haven't done. We do it with business. We do it with ministry. Yeah. We do it with our personal life. Same Amen. thing. Yeah. All right. Once when the people of God had become careless in their relationship with him, the Lord rebuked them through the prophet Haggai. Consider your ways, he says in one five. He urged them to reflect on some of the things happening to them and to evaluate their lives in the light of of what God had told them. In today's show, we will discuss what questions we should ask for the new year. The beginning of the new year is an ideal time to stop, look up, and get our bearings. A great time for us to consider our ways. To that end, let's look at 10 questions to ask ourselves prayerfully in the presence of God for this coming year. 2024. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy. But here's here we just talked about being a disciple. A disciple is really a dis- a disciplined follower of, of Jesus, okay? Um, when you look at your past life this last year, okay, 
where are you not disciplined in? That this is where we're going to start it at. Where are you not disciplined in, right? And and where did you struggle a lot in this last year? I mean, was it um, eating? Did you not eat right? Uh, porn? Did you uh, lack reading um, the Word of God? Did you put yourself into positions? Did you not go to church? Were you not in fellowship? Um, did you spend too much money? Were you focused more on material things versus spiritual things? Yeah, priorities. A disciplined follower. So when you're, when it's, you know, Paul talked about that he disciplined his mind and his body. He took it captive so that it was under authority of Jesus. And, and he lived the life to please Jesus and to live righteously so that God was glorified. So that's, this is, that's the context of where we're going with this show. And it's, so this is a reminder for us, all of us, you and me included, we yep. need to take account of this. Um, but the bottom line is, am I living according to God's word? The Bible is the truth. And, and the truth is what will reveal to us if we are living properly as a Christian, as a follower of Christ or not. And if there's lack of discipline, then we have to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith, and that's Second Corinthians three thirteen five. So that's kind of where we're going with this. So let's um, open it up and see what God says. Excellent. All right, here we go. The first of ten questions: What's one thing you can do this year to increase your enjoyment of God? Enjoying God is a command, not an optional extra. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Paul shared that with us in Philippians four four. Yeah, I mean it's. I enjoying God means I, look at your examine your life this year. I mean, are you God? You're why do you do this? Or I don't understand God, and you're bitter against God, and you're angry because you don't understand why He's doing that. You you have a pro, improper view of God. You got to remember, God is good. He's gentle. He's kind. He's loving. He's long suffering. He's He's not angry. He's not mad at you. He's not condemning you. He's not ruining your life. You are doing that. You are putting in yourself in the position. And so if you're not enjoying God right now, if you do not have proper fellowship with him, this is an area in your life you need to examine. If there's bitterness towards God, you need to surrender that and, and, and say, God, forgive me for that and let it go. You know, our enjoyment of God comes primarily through the means of grace he's given us. Remember, a grace is a tool. It's a it's something that we did. It's, it's the unmerited favor of God, but it's it's a tool that God gives us to have uh, the ability to live holy and righteously, to the ability to comprehend um, His truth, the ability to do supernatural things. Um, you know that that we normally cannot do, overcome things that we normally can't overcome, uh, accomplish things we normally can't accomplish. You know, the natural doing the supernatural. It's only by God's grace, and so. Um, so in the enjoyment of God is appreciating the grace that God's given us. So when, if we're not appreciating it, we're not utilizing the grace that he's given us. We should enjoy that aspect of God. Thank you, God, for that. He has promised to bless us most directly and consistently through means such as his word, prayer, and church. Scripture shows that well-instructed believers develop a determination to rejoice they will rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk exemplifies this in difficult days in Habakkuk 3.17. He exercised what our forefathers called acting faith, a vigorous determination to experience whatever the Lord commands, including joy, and to use the God-given means to do so. So 
it's it's taking everything that the world offers us and rejoicing in the Lord through it. And and I think this is something that honestly, if we're honest with ourselves, if you have a problem with God, you need to stop it. And you and and you really need to surrender it and just say, God forgive me and and start rejoicing mm-hmm. in the Lord and start seeing the gifts that he's given you and and the grace that he's given you and and let it go and move on and trust him and and believe that he is good and if you're not believing that then you have a problem so, all right amen that's good all right number 2 am i seeking god's wisdom in my decisions james 1:5 says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask god yeah, if we are making decisions without seeking God first, um, we got problems. You know, examine your life this year. Look at it. I mean, when you made your decisions, maybe you bought a new car. Maybe you bought a new house. I bought a new car. I sought the Lord before I did it. There's no way I was going to buy a new car without seeking God, without spending time with Him. You know, Bob and I both bought a car, and it took us a long time before we actually got the car. I, I mean, literally, we were taught we would talk about it for months. Seven months. Before we would, yeah. <laughs> and and it wasn't a fast process because we wanted God's wisdom in that. We wanted to make the process according to what he wanted. So if we're not doing that, or if we've had inconsistencies with that, this is a time to do that. Reevaluate that. Have we we sought God's wisdom in every decision that we make. I mean, I'm talking everything. So we approach God with a humble heart, asking for his wisdom and guidance. Don't come to God haughtily. God, you should give me this, whatever. We need to seek his word out. We need to open our Bible and we need to immerse ourselves in God's word. That's very key. Um, Psalms 119.105 says, your lamp, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let the scriptures guide you and provide clarity in your decision-making process. Listen to God's voice, just as Samuel heard God's voice in the night in 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. Be attentive to the still small voice of God. Spend time in silence, allowing him to speak to your heart and reveal his will. It's, it's, it's imperative that we are quiet. If you want wisdom from God, you have to be quiet. Get rid of the outside noise. Just be still. Meditate on his word. Worship. Another thing is seek uh, godly counsel. How many of us don't have uh, godly men or women in our lives. And if you don't, then pray that God would bring somebody into your life. If you want to talk to someone, call Bob and I. I mean, reach out. Seriously, we will listen and talk with you. But Proverbs eleven fourteen advises us. It says, where there is no guidance in people's falls, but in the abundance of the counselors, there is safety. Seek wise counsel from mature Christians who can offer biblical perspectives and advice. Trust in God's sovereignty. Proverbs 69 reminds us the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Trust that God is in control and will direct your steps, even when the paths seem uncertain. So I know that was a lot for that, but seeking wisdom, wisdom. and in surrounding ourselves with right people is, is key. Awesome. All Number right. three, what's the most important thing you could do to improve your family's life? Great question. Another way to put it is, how am I nurturing my family's faith? Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22. If your family doesn't practice family worship, this is something that my family used to do all the time. Now that my kids are older, it's a little bit different. 
But when my my kids are with me on the way to church, we spend time having devotion and we pray and we sing worship songs together. And and it's 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 vital. Um, but if your family doesn't fa- practice family worship, beginning there is the single best recommendation we can make. Family worship is not merely religious discipline. It is meeting with the triune God in a spirit of adoration. We do family worship by reading our Bibles, by praying and singing together, an event that requires no preparation. Before God established worship in the church, his people worshiped in family tents. It says in Psalms 118.15, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. So it's imperative. If you're uh, we used to, my family, we used to do once a week, we would have a devotion time. And then we would have different parts. When the kids got a little bit older, they would go ahead and have their own devotion and talk and, and share. Um, it's just, it's imperative that we're raising our kids and our family, you know, husbands loving your wife the way that Christ loves them, you know, wives respecting, honoring your husband, you know, if um, and, and elevating him. The same thing with the husband and the wife, elevating her. You know, and we've shared this on the show many times. If my wife is out of line, it's because I'm not leading her right. I'm not loving her the way that Christ loved her. Because if I was loving her the way that Christ loved her, then she automatically, our fellowship will automatically be in harmony. And and the same thing with my kids. If my kids are out of line, how am I not loving them the way that Christ loves them? How am I not, am I not spending the time with them? Am I not, am I not sharing truth or whatever? Now, there's going to come a time when they're teenagers where they're going to make their Rebellion. own decisions. Yeah. That, that's just going to happen. <laughs> That's not you. Hard That's hit. just what's happening with them. That's really so, going to happen. Huh? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Number four, in which spiritual discipline do you most want to make progress in the coming year? Great. Another way of putting it is, how will I cultivate a deeper relationship with God? Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what happens? Yeah. And all things will be added unto you. Amen. But but here's the thing is, I this is a great question. I mean, think about this. So, you know, how, what spiritual discipline are you want to see progress in? And a lot of people are like, what is that? You know, what spiritual disciplines, what is, what do I got to do? What, what is it? And, and it, and there's a lot of things. Remember, we just talked about what a disciplined follower of Christ is in a life that causes us to pass the many tests of temptation that will try to sway or distract us from God and his will for our lives. Even Jesus himself was tested and had to resist temptation while in the wilderness, despite the temptation that arose, Jesus remained disciplined in his purposes with us in mind. So what do we need to lean on the Holy Spirit? Do we need to cry out more? Do we need to pray more? Are we are we not spending the quiet time? Are we not being filled up? Are we not meditating on his truth throughout the day? These are just spiritual disciplines. Are we are we not in service? Are we talking about ourselves? Are we constantly thinking about our problems? Are we bitter? Are we upset? Are we not denying our flesh and picking up our cross? Are we are we not sacrificing? Are we not looking for ways and opportunities to love and to bless people? What spiritual disciplines are you lacking? And, and I just probably named off a few that I can think of in my own life, right? And so if we're honest with ourselves at the end of the year, this is a very important spiritual checklist that we should probably just think or meditate on and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to work on? I need help. I can't do this on my own. I need your help. But but be honest with God and tell him that I've been short or weak here, God. Help me with that. Whatever he pops in your head. But Joel 2.12 states, 
That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Are there weak spiritual disciplines in our lives that we need to fast, weep, and mourn about? I mean, be honest. Maybe there's something. Hebrews 12, 11, 13 states, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. <clears throat> Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Are we willing to do the hard things it will take to be more spiritually disciplined? That's the question. And, and this is a very big one that we should evaluate at the end of the year and, and meditate on and ask the Lord to help. Yeah, I'm not big into New Year's resolutions, but this is this is good stuff, Pete. Mm -hmm. I think so. We, we really need to be prayerfully considering, not yeah. just, oh, okay, I'll do this as a religious act. Because I, I think I've done that in the past. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. Yeah. And it becomes a religious oh, yeah. task, yeah. not... A relationship yeah and so you got to be careful of that yeah. as well amen all right question number five what is the single biggest time waster in your life this is wow this <laughs> is a powerful question and how can you redeem the, the time and am i being a good steward of what god has given me so yesterday my biggest waste of time was social media <laughs> yeah you're talking because 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 of, of your stuff that you're going through yeah but um you know social media tv video games sports hobbies um, it's easy for any of these or something to take much of our hearts and our time. Um, I, one of the things that got it, this is a, a spiritual discipline for me is I'm a researcher. And so I'll be watching something or I'll read something and immediately I'll go to Google and I'll start looking it up. Right. Um, and it's gotten me in trouble. And there's been times where I would, my heart sometimes is wicked. And I would, instead of, I would want to know like the wicked side of things instead of the good side of things. And this is just something that happens from time to time. Maybe it's a TV show that I'm watching, right? Maybe it was, um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if she ever did do that or something like that, right? And, and it's something in context that I shouldn't be looking at or I shouldn't be uh, wanting to know. So one of the disciplines that I've done and I've been practicing it faithfully is, I don't need to just keep searching through Twitter and in because I never looked at Facebook and Instagram, but I would look at Twitter all the time. Is 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 I just need to put my phone away on the side and leave it at a distance and I don't need it. And next time that I want to go through it, I have to evaluate in my own heart. Is this something that's going to draw me close to the Lord? And is this something I really need to look up? Mm. And I'm and it's a it's a different spiritual discipline. This is I've been doing this now for some time, but I had to be honest with myself. In the beginning, I had to be honest with myself and God, and, and I had to be willing to confess it. Like I'm confessing it with you now. It's, I'm not going into the details, but I mean, I would look up like, you know, did she ever have sex with what's his name? You know, or, you know, when they, when they were talking about the, the context on, on whatever the show was, right. Or did like the, um, I'm just trying to think of the last one. Um, one of the friends, friends, one of the things did they ever have sex. Right? Did they ever Matthew have sex Perry, in their life? Death of Matthew Perry and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it came up, and I was like, "Do I really? Did I really need to research that?" In in you know, inquiry minds, and it's it's it's. <clears throat> we don't need all the information. <laughs> no, but here's the point: Where did that come from? 
And, and so I had to, I have to, and that would become a habit. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at porn or whatever. That's the temptation as well. But it's, it's not that that was drawing me. It was, why am I researching that? Why am I asking that question? Why am I even wanting to look that up? And, it, mm-hmm. and is it glorifying the guy? And I'm just being raw with you guys right now. And, 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 you know, so what is wasting my time and, and what is, what is, what is my thought process? And so we need to be honest with ourselves, just like I'm being honest with you right now. You need to be honest. And is social media overwhelm you? Is watching TV overwhelm you? Is playing video games overwhelm you? Is sports consuming you? I've stopped watching full games. I've just stopped. I have not watched a full game in a long time. And, and it's because I, I just felt like it at one point in my life, it consumed me so much that I've made a change in how I observe sports nowadays. Um, it's, it's a temptation for me. I have to be very careful because I can really get consumed by it. Um, and so these are honest evaluation questions you have to ask yourself um, and, and be honest with yourself. And I think this is the perfect time. You know, Ephesians 5.16 says, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. And what is that saying? Is that their t- the time is coming when Jesus is going to come back and there's a lot of evil out there. And so we have to be very careful with how we're using our time. That's Bob. Oh, I, I think this is a big, a big way that uh, the enemy distracts us from, from God. Again, he doesn't, the enemy doesn't care for worshiping him. He just worshiping. Yeah. But this is, I, I just, I, he's created this amazing tool. And again, it's a tool. Social media is not evil. Yeah. You know, it's like money. Money's not evil. It's right. just a tool. Yeah. It's how, how are you using it? Yeah. So that, that, that's how I see it. Yep. All right. That's, let's move on. Question six. What's the most helpful new way you could strengthen your church? This is your local body. Am I using my gifts to serve God and serve others? First Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. It's, I've learned that a lot of people, because of the COVID years, have been doing church at home. And um, they've gotten away from the fellowship and the serving. Of- yeah, Jesus and, and me is uh, enough. I don't, I don't need the local body. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is a very big deal that we need to be serving the body of Christ as a whole. And it, it looks many different ways. It's, it's how are you sacrificing your time? in your abilities so that other people are being benefited from and, and, and God is being glorified in what you're doing. And you need to really evaluate yourself. You know, is, are you just going to church? Are you just doing life every day? And, and you're really not sacrificing and you're really not looking for opportunities to elevate others or doing ministry and serving others and, and doing something so that, you know, people benefit from your service. You know, Jesus was washing feet, disciples' feet. He was constantly looking for ways to just bless the body of Christ. And this is the church as a whole. Not only your local body, but your church. And doing church online without having the fellowship is not healthy. It's not healthy. God calls us to have fellowship. Um, we need, and oh my gosh, there's a sicknesses out there. and there's a, We need to get rid of that fear and just... Wash your hands more. I mean, come yeah, on. Right? Just, but be in the fellowship of other people and love and serve. You know, we talk about uh, Jeremiah on the show a lot. And, and he's uh, does his men breakfast for Dub, for uh, with Bob. And well, with all of us actually. But 
he he's a servant in the heart where he just wants that's one of the ways he serves the body of christ he buys this food and he cooks amazing and he just blesses but there's he's put himself in a position not to do it as a religious we're not talking about religion but we're talking about in a way that blesses and honors god that's a practice it's a way of your life so while we often stress the fact that individual believers are the body of christ the New Testament actually says seven times to one that the church of the body of Christ, Ephesians 5.23, that the church is the body. We must not our frequent emphasis on our personal relationship with Christ minimize the importance of our service to Jesus through his body. Mm. How can your church be stronger this year because of you serving, giving, praying? That's the bottom line. That's the question. Yeah, so, I like to picture it this way. I mean, if you are part of the body of Christ and you're not participating in that body, Something's missing. So what if your role is the kidney and you don't show up or the heart and you don't show up? I mean, it's not, it's, it needs all the different pieces. My life and your life, both of our lives are consumed with serving the church, serving the body of Christ. That's what I do every single day of my life. That's what we're doing right now with the riot podcast. It's there's, I'm always thinking, how am I using my gifts, my talents to bless other people? How do I serve? Now, I we don't attend Go Church, right? We don't attend there, but th- your family there, right? So wh- when we go to Go Church, we're there serving still. Yeah, we're, we're helping pick up. We're helping do this. We're doing whatever. It's just, it's the mindset. No matter where you're at, no matter what it is, your mindset is, I want to serve the body of Christ. I want to give. I want to love. I want to lift. It's That's not it. about me. It's about thee, right? That's it. That's it. All right. Number seven. For whose this is powerful. For whose salvation will you pray most fervently for this year? Our pastor, this our pastor Barry, this Sunday had us uh, just kind of had a little quiet time at the end of his message and had us write down people that we were going to be praying for, people we know need Jesus, and uh, that's powerful. I I just I to me again this is just a matter of fact. Okay, so as we were just talking. Um, in our last week's show, we were talking about uh, the Christmas celebration and hearing the songs. And yeah. I was talking about going to Epcot and seeing Bart Miller do the, the candlelight processional. And, and immediately I'm starting to pray for people immediately. It's just, um, or I'm out and about and mom's fighting with the dad or, and the son is looking or they're, they're arguing. I'm immediately praying. For it's them. like breathing. It is. Once you practice it and practice it, it becomes just like breathing. But, but God then will bring certain people that are close to you. And this is different where not only am I praying for them salvation that they're far, but people that are close to you that don't know Jesus, hmm. um, that we should be praying for them. I've been praying for my father-in-law for the last 30 plus years that God would bring salvation to him. He still hasn't given his life to the Lord, but I haven't stopped and, and I'm continuing, but here's 10 ways we could pray for people for, uh, for that don't know Lord. So uh, first one is John six forty four. pray that God draws them to himself. That's easy, right? Yep. Easy. Acts 17, 27, pray that they seek to know God. All right. Easy. Next one is first Thessalonians two thirteen. pray that they believe the scriptures. I mean, it's one thing to, but the full scriptures, the whole Bible, right? Just pray. God, I just pray that the they would believe in the word of God and that is true. First Thessalonians 2.13 tells us mm. that, right? Next one is pray that thir- Matthew 13.19, pray that Satan would keep be kept from blinding them to see the truth. Wow. I mean, there's 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 an attack on their life. So let's pray Matthew 13.19 that 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 God would protect them from being blinded by Satan. Next one is John 16, 18. 
uh, or 8 through 13, pray that the Holy Spirit works in them, so that they would give their life, that the Holy Spirit can work through them. Another one is Matthew 9, 37, pray that God would send someone to lead them to Christ. If it's not you, someone, someone. else. I've prayed that all the time with my, my father-in-law. Next one is John 1, 12, pray that they would believe in Christ as Savior. It's one thing to have somebody come, but we need to pray that they would believe in Jesus that he gave. Um, next one is pray that they would turn from their sin. I pray this for my kids all the time. You know, Lord, I just pray that you would help them to see their sin and turn from their sin today. And, and I've prayed that for them many times. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.15, pray that they would yield and to follow Christ. You know, maybe there's a the decision that they have to make and that you want to pray that they would follow Christ's example versus their own. You know, and then the last one is just pray that they would be rooted and to grow in Christ. It's one thing to be praying all these things, but I pray this again for my kids and for other people, that they would have uh, their their relationship, the intimacy with Jesus would grow. They would find, they would fall in love with him in such a way. So these are just kind of 10 really quick examples, you know, probably re-listen to this again so you can kind so of hear what we said. Got those down. Yeah. That's awesome. That's maybe we can post those on our social media. Yeah, that's a good idea. Make it easier yeah. than trying to try to copy them down while you're listening. That's a good idea. That'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. Number eight, this one's good. Um, this one's going to take you actually getting quiet and listening to the father. Yeah. Um, not that all of them don't, but th that's how this one really hit me. So number eight is this, what's the most important way by God's grace. Will you try to make this year different from the last? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question because, you know, from from mine, I'm just going to try to answer it. Um, I, I and again, it for me, it's it's learning how to lean not on my own understanding hmm. and to really trust and acknowledge God in more things. And it's, I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm a slow learner, and and for me personally, I it's 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 learning to rest in the power of the Holy Spirit in my life instead of my flesh and, and, and creating new disciplines and new habits. So I, I think, you know, and I think this has kind of been the whole thing. It's not that, Hey, I need to read more. Cause I'm, I read daily. I study constantly, you know, it's not that I have to start praying more. It's just a part of breathing. Like we talked about, but I, but I think it's, it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really leaning on the Holy spirit in, in, some situations or circumstances that where I feel like sometimes I wrestle with and I try to control um, with my wife a lot. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, sometimes, you know, we know our spouses better than they know themselves. I mean, I've, I'm a triple doctorate degree in my wife. Right. <laughs> and, and, and not an honorary doctorate. And you right. actually went to class. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I know what she's going to say or how she's going to respond. And, and I'm an idiot sometimes because of the way that I respond to her. And, and I need the Holy spirit long suffering. And I need help at times. And, and it just depends on the circumstance. It depends on what it is. And I'm just being honest. I, I, you know, I, we're righteous invasion of truth here. So, but that's, that's kind of it. So there. What is the most important way by God's grace, you know, will you make a difference from last? Well, I need help on God's strength. And man, I just poured it out to you guys. So it's, there's certain levels or certain things when we're intimate with God that we need to transform. If we're being honest, 
we should just confess them and just really just work on it. Yeah, that's really good. I think for me, uh, it's gotten to a point where reading the word every day is a habit. That's not an issue. But too many times, I think it becomes a checklist item. Mm. And I'm not, I'm reading the word, but I'm not hearing from the Father. Mm. So I think the biggest change that I would want to make is have a lot less of those days where it, it, it was a checklist. So like, okay, I, I got my reading and I'm done. And more of, what do you have to say to me today, Dad? I, I really want to hear from you today. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, breaking think, breaking down what you read, meditating yeah, on it, letting yeah, it sink in. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So I think for me, just just listening and thinking about that question, I, that's where I would like to be. Yeah. I'd like to get better at next. Oh, guys, we would love to hear what God tells you in this. Yeah, that this would be that would really, be awesome. Really good. All right. All right. Question nine: What one thing could you do to improve your prayer life this year? Prayer is not just about asking God for blessings, though we are welcome to do so, but it is about communication with a living God. Without communication, relationships fall apart. You guys all know that. Yes. It's just instinctively we know that we've lived it, we've seen it in in our personal lives. So too, our relationship with God suffers when we do not communicate with him. It's. I mean, we talked about already on the show how many times prayer and how it's just like breathing. Um, but, but if you're not praying like that, come on. I mean, let's just, and let's answer this question. Does God really need our help? No, absolutely not. Come on. God doesn't need our help. He's all powerful and in control of everything in his creation. Why do we need to pray? Because prayer is the means God has ordained for some things to happen. Prayer, for instance, helps others know the love of Jesus. Prayer can clear human obstacles out of the way in order for God to work. It is not that God can't work without our prayers, but that he has established prayer as a part of his plan for accomplishing his will in this world. For many, it might be as simple as designating a time exclusively for prayer instead of praying only on the go types of prayers. For others, it might be leaning, learning the simple biblical practices of praying in the Bible. But God doesn't need us to do anything, but he wants us to adjust our lives to what he's already doing. And we pray because we are saying, God, I don't know the answer. I don't know what it is, but you do. And we're surrendering this to you. And I just want to have that fellowship with you. And it's in those, it one prayer forces you to quiet yourself, forces you to slow down. It takes your mind off the problem and puts them on God. And, and then it also allows you to be in his presence so that he can speak to you. If we're not praying, we're not having presence, right? It's 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 the gateway. It's opening the doors to heaven's gates. It's allowing us in his throne room. It's it's putting us there. And if we're not praying, we're not there. But if we're praying, at least we're putting ourselves in that position. But you don't come to God without a broken and contrite spirit. You must be broken before him because he does not want our haughtiness and our ego and our pride. He wants us to be broken and contrite. That's so good. What a great, just a great lesson. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. All right. One more. Number 10. Am, good. Am I fostering a spirit of forgiveness towards others? This maybe this should have been number one, because if you're holding bitterness, mm. <laughs> you're not going to do any of the other things. Mm. Am I fostering a spirit of forgiveness towards others? Ephesians 4.32 says this, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God 
as God in Christ forgave you. Man, this can be so hard to do sometimes, Pete. Sometimes I just want to be mad at him. We, yeah, and we have a, there's a curriculum out called the keys to being set free. You can go to that on natural discipleship um, um, app. Um, and in that, that curriculum, it will help walk you through how to forgive people because there's certain things in your life where you're not forgiving and you have things that are built up because of past hurts and pains. Um, victimization is in there. Um, a lot of things that happen and we're not forgiving, but man, I'm telling you, it's, it's hurting your relationship with God and you cannot have proper intimacy with the Lord unless you are forgiving. And if there's things in your life that you just don't know how go to that, go to that curriculum, go to the natural or just go to the, uh, the app store, download the app. There's a curriculum on there for free. Work through that um, and go through it with somebody else or go through it with us. Call us and we'll go through it with you. Um, but it's it's very important Vic, the, to forgive one another is is the secret sauce mm. to really finding intimacy with the father. If you're not, you're you're really hindering your walk. Anyway, we um, we love you guys. Um, again, <clears throat> our listeners, we're so thankful for you guys. Uh, another year. I mean, this is unbelievable. Um we're humbled. Bob and I are just humbled um, that we get this opportunity to do this with you guys. We do not take this for granted, guys. We've been doing this now three years and uh, we are broken by doing it because it, it, every time we do this, we are changed. <clears throat> so this is a little selfish for us, I know. Um, but I pray that it's encouraged you as well. And, uh, you know, every, after every, <clears throat> after, sorry, I'm getting all choked up. After every show, we always give people the opportunity to give their life to the Lord. And this is like no other show. I mean, it's, there's, there's people out there that are hurting, um, that don't know you, that want to do these checklists, that want to live righteous and holy, or that want to be encouraged. And, but they just don't know how, and, and they just are separated and they need Jesus. And, and it to, we've shared with you so many times, it's so easy what God is telling you to do is just humble your heart now. Acknowledge that you're not God. You got to get off your own throne. Acknowledge that you need a Savior. Acknowledge that you are not capable of doing life on your own any longer. You need help. And, and Jesus says that he wants to forgive your sins. He wants to um, come into your life. He wants to establish an intimate relationship with you. He wants to pour into you his love, his joy, his peace, his forgiveness, his salvation. And he wants to give you a promise. And that promise is that he'll never leave you nor forsake you and that he will give you eternal life if you believe in him. And if that is you and you're saying, yes, I need that, I want that, but how do I do it? And just say, God, forgive me of my sins. Pray right now. God, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I ask, I repent. I want to turn from my ways. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross and rose again. I believe that you are God and that you sit at the right hand of the Father. And I believe that in you, by believing in you, I can have eternal life for all eternity and that you will come and have fellowship with me. And if you, if you prayed that, God says that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're celebrating with you, and we would love to celebrate with you, Bob. How could they get a hold of us so we can celebrate and and get connected with? Man, them? I would love to hear from them. Go to the riotpodcast.com. 
um, click on the No God tab, scroll all the way down to the bottom where there's a there's a contact us page, and uh, just reach out to us there. Give us your your email and um, whatever message you want to share with us. If you're looking for help with discipleship, if you've uh, given your life to the Lord, whatever it is, we would love to hear about it. You can also go to any of our social media sites. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter. And uh, you can also go to YouTube and watch. If you're watching the video, just use the comment sections below. And we would just love to hear about it. So share this podcast with somebody today. Thank you for listening. And I cannot believe we are about to enter into a brand new year, fresh beginnings, start anew. And uh, and it's just going to be amazing. Look, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in 2024, Pete. Yeah, I can't wait for next week's show either. It's going to be fun talking about Italy. Amen. It's so weird and travel. That is so good. Are we having lasagna? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Be blessed, guys. Love you. you. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.